All right, ladies and gentlemen, and in this Stories for Nerds Volume 1 Science Fiction and Fantasy Anthology interview, we have a guest with us who is not that much of a stranger. It's been a while, not gonna lie. It's been it's, it's been a c- couple of years. Holy crap. Wow, we're getting old, dude. <laughs> but a lot of people will know him for being a featured storyteller of the past, and fans can also find him in the, in the excuse me, in the Brew and Ink podcast featuring a gang of a whole bunch of other creative writers who collaborate with stories and also like to you know do a little nerdy talk from time to time too so we have none other than mb mooney who i personally know as brit (laughs) on this show with us that's it uh glad to have you back here how's everything going it's it's good to be back, and uh, you guys are so awesome. Your your social media is on point, bro. I mean, like, <laughs> you you always share like a- anything I would be excited about. You're already there, excited about it. So, <laughs> um, I love it. So no, it's an honor to be back, and and an honor to be included in in the in the little story thing here, the yeah. compilation. Uh, and uh, I'm excited, man. Good yeah, to see you yeah. Again. no, absolutely. And uh, I'm just so thrilled that you were totally on board and excited uh, to be a part of it. So, so while you're thanking me for the invite, no, thank you so much for saying yes, first and foremost. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you definitely gave an amazing story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so let, why, why don't we get into that since that's what we're on, that's what we're on the show for. Um, but yeah, um, going back to that, um, you gave us a, a, a really fantastic fantasy story called my father's sword so so what was the premise behind that yeah so first of all i, I just wanted to point out that i'm not normally a short story guy uh-huh. so one of the reasons i said yes because i wanted to challenge you want to challenge i was like i was like man i want to do something short and concise yet impactful like you know do my style of writing which is normally the epic thousands and thousands of words and Uh hundred thousands of words um and try to do something a little more compact and still tell a story that's that i like you know and it's kind of within my world and and so i so i chose pretty much the same sort of fantasy world that the living stone and the chronicles of eris um trilogy is in and and it's about Prince Judai, who is mentioned in that trilogy. But so this is kind of a way prequel, mm-hmm. and it's about Prince uh, Judai, who has been tasked with holding the line against an evil force that has emerged during a crisis in his country in his nation, and and he's not so sure about you know maybe these beings aren't that bad maybe we should negotiate with them and and he's kind of questioning his father's hardline stance against these creatures and then he gets word that you know his father who's who's the king and he's on the front line he gets word that his father was killed spoiler alert really up now it's really up to him and after his father is killed he's given his father's sword and he has to he has to make the decision of holding the line and he has to come to grips with fully committing to that reality, even though he's kind of questions, you know, should we be having this hard line kind of stance? Yeah. And so, um, 
And, you know, that's, that's pretty much the setup. I think it's a setup within the first few paragraphs. And then the rest of it is, is him and his general, who's kind of his mentor, um, general Cassia, who she's kind of his mentor and has kind of helped raise him uh, in the martial arts and, and war kind of arena and some of their conversations and decisions and, and just kind of what happens from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the record, I'm a little blown away by the fact that you just confessed <laughs> to the fact that short stories really isn't your thing. Because when I read this, I was like, oh, man, this guy, he must do this all the time. He knows his stuff. <laughs> well, fake it till you make it right. <laughs> well, I made it easier on myself because it was a world like there was a lot of margin I didn't have to spend. Sure. Right? I mean, I didn't have to spend a lot of energy on the world on the even the character like because i had already had this character even though he's only mentioned i did have some idea of his background and and i wanted to kind of include him i just had to kind of think of because with a short story you have to quickly have conflict choice and then resolution and you kind of have to do that a little quicker uh and especially i forget how many words you said two thousand or not two thousand seven thousand six or seven or something yeah yeah, forty six thousand yeah. Uh, so, you know, in a short amount of time and, and, and I think improving as a writer is to, is to make, you know, write things that are impactful and do it concisely, Absolutely. you know? And, and so, especially as readers aren't as patient maybe as they used to be. I mean, with all the, with all the media that we have yeah. available to us yeah. with videos and social media and everything, uh, people aren't as patient. They want to get into it and get into the story quicker, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, as readers and so you know so like i said it was just a challenge to me but i made it easier on myself because i had other ideas i was just like man that's going to be harder because there's all this order other sort of stuff i was going to have to create right and, right and build and out then before you know? you know it you trail off and then when you look at the <laughs> short story that you have it ends up being a thirty thousand, fifty thousand right. novella. <laughs> it's like oh that's right okay well so you you already uh, spoke up on like the relationship and upgrade uh, upbringing that he had with his mentor teacher uh, Cassia, uh, and he spoke a little bit about uh, Jedi being a little unorthodox in his viewpoint compared to others. Um, so, what aspects of his upbringing makes him want to consider? What uh, makes him want to consider? more variables than let's say his father who might come across as a more shoot first ask questions later approach yeah Uh, well i i think for me in the world that i was kind of putting these characters in you know uh, king judai in this in the larger story with the trilogy and the world you know world building that i had done he was kind of the last in the line of a certain sort of warrior, right? He was the last in the line. And, and after him, a, a lot of those, a lot of those skills, a lot of those, you know, that kind of warrior was lost. And of course the trilogy that I, you know, with the living stone and stuff that we did the podcast on before is kind of how that was reborn. And yeah. so I kind of, I'm, go- I'm going back to how Judai is in the midst of a, of a changing culture where, where the traditional ways are seen as, you know, ancient and they're stupid and, and, and there's all these, you know, new ideas coming from, 
you know, outside of his culture and outside of his, his mm -hmm. nation. And so it's making him, you know, question things, everything's relative, everything's, you know, there, there, there's no such thing as, you know, necessarily right or wrong. It's just up to you. And, and, and which isn't always bad, but, mm -hmm. but at some point, um, you know, there, there's, there's still some times when there is real danger, yeah. right? There's still times, sometimes when there is real danger and real evil that you need to stand against. Sometimes and, the world and, is black and white as, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, sometimes the, we live in a world where, um, you know, there's, there's a Taliban and they're running through and they're doing some pretty horrendous things. Yeah. And, and because of the missional coffee company that I'm a part of, we actually know people who almost didn't make it out. And, and luckily we found out on Monday um, thank God that they were, they, they got to Switzerland, but we didn't hear from them for a week. Oh. And, uh, and we knew they were being chased. And I mean, like, so it's just, so we know that sometimes there is real evil in the world. Not that, not that I'm advocating in any way violence to yeah, 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 people, yeah. to a person, but you know, it, it's important that we stand up and we call out racism for what it really is and violence and hate and we that, that we call these things out for what they really are um not to put down a a, a person because you know that's that's not the point the point is to stand up against you know what is dangerous and what is going to damage you know people and um and so it's so that's kind of the motif behind where i'm going with it and, that, and that's kind of the world that he's he's fine he's he finds himself in as a young man and hey man we were all I don't know about you, but I, I think we can all relate to, I can definitely relate to being a young man and looking at my dad and being like, this dude's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, why, why, why doesn't he, you know, why doesn't he listen to me? And, and then, and then you live a little and you get to 30 and you get to 35 and you're like, you know, maybe he wasn't so stupid. And like maybe I should have listened to him. There's this horrible more. realization where you say something and you cover your mouth and you say those what is it? Four horrifying words. I have become my. No, that's five words. I have become my father. <laughs> I have become my father. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes it's it's groaning, you know, when you get up off the couch and you're like, that's that's the noise my dad. Makes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, I just make a dad joke. Um, what? <laughs> um, and, and again, I'm not saying that in, 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 in my father to his credit, will tell you to this day, he learned from having kids. I learned from having kids. My kids are smart. I, I, I'm not saying you shut kids down and don't, you know, yeah. they don't know anything either. But, but I am saying that there's something to that age group in the, in your teens where your brain sorts of sort of shuts off and, and doesn't really listen. And, and you get kind of hard headed and, and you think, man, I, I, I know everything, you know, and you don't, you know, my, my son actually said, this is a couple of years ago. Now he was 13. Dude, you're going to appreciate this. Okay. So my son was 13 and he, and, and he was just mad about something and he didn't like whatever rules we were giving him. And I, I'm like, look, dude, I'm trying to, I'm trying to show you how to live so that when you leave my house, you can become a productive member of society. Like this is my job. Yeah. Like it's not to make you happy. This is my job. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, and that's my job. I, I love you. And as a father, that's what I'm trying to prepare you for. And he looked at me, he was 13 years old. He's in the eighth grade. He said, dad, I already know everything I need to know to get a job. And I said, 
And I laughed at him <laughs> and I said, what? And he, and, and then he, 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 he had, he was so upset. He didn't realize what he said. Right. Yeah. And then he, and then you could see it on his face. Like that was the dumbest thing. Like he'd ever heard himself. say. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm just going to let you just think about what you just said that at 13, like I'm in my forties. I was I'm trying still- to make a point And I just realized that I even sound dumb to myself. <laughs> so, so to me, I wanted to put in, you know, cause good storytelling is you put something in there that's yes. somewhat universal. Right. right? Yeah. Like we, we can all, but at the same time, I think as much as, as hard-headed as, as I was, uh, there is that longing for all of us. And n- not a lot of us maybe had this, but there is that longing in all of us to have a father who will teach us, who yeah. will show us, who will be gentle and kind, but strong and show us what it means to be a, you know, a man. Um, I think a lot of guys still have had desired yeah. that. And that's why mentorship is important and, and relationship uh, is important. So there's a lot of those sort of motifs that I was just kind of, again, there's layers and I was trying to put that in there, yeah. but at the same time, I love fantasy stories where, you know, there's really, it's really violent and dark. And so you get that, <laughs> so you get that too. When you read, read, read my stuff. Yeah. 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 But again, I mean, it's just all that stuff that you said. I mean, there is just so many times where I was like reading reading passages in the story and someone would say a comma or make a man. And I was just going, mm. Mm. so dude, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm not being biased because you're, I'm not trying to be biased because I mean, you, you're, you're in the anthology and everything, but this is a legitimately like fantastic story. I, oh, I enjoy I reading that. it and, and I can't wait for other people to, to check it out as well. So, um, but yeah, Brett, uh, so where can readers find you on the web though? I mean, we always talked about the, uh, Bruin E podcast. So, uh, where, where, where's that? Where, where can people listen to that? Yeah. So you can, you can find the brew and ink podcast all spelled out and it's brew and com is the website and that's where you kind of vote. So in our story, um, the listeners get to vote about some part of the next chapter, and that's part of the challenge for us is is incorporating that, you know, and it, that makes it really fun that's and really helps bold, us engage. By the way, really bold, really brave. <laughs> Scott, Abby, and I, we haven't quite got to that comfort zone just yet. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's a that's a really cool way to get the readers engaged, though. That's really awesome. Um, but we're on Facebook and Instagram. That's our two main ones that we, you know, we interact on uh, as Brew and Ink podcast. And, uh, and it's both Brew and Ink. Uh, and you can find it uh, uh, on both of those platforms. And for me as an author, author M B Mooney is where I am on Instagram. And it's um, Mooney M B is the at is the kind of the tag for Facebook. And I've got mbmooney.com and you can find me on Amazon. Uh, you've got my, some of the fantasy stuff on there and some of the nonfiction stuff that I've written. I got another beer book coming out in November um so um on the culture of craft breweries and and that's going to be really interesting uh, that was a that was a blast to write uh and so so man I, you know i'm doing you know me man you 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 know you've known me long enough to know like i do too much that's the problem i was <laughs> over talking to my wife i was like i'm like such a typical like, author I, I, I gotta slow down <laughs> uh but um but no it's uh so those are the ways that you can find me perfect perfect 
Well, make sure everyone you uh, check those out. But once again, but in the meantime, uh, be sure to look up my father's sword in the science fiction and fantasy anthology. That being Stories for Nerds, Volume 1. Thanks again for being in here with us, Britt. Oh, man. It's fun as always. Thanks, man.